It's time for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. It's time for the game on News Talk 1400 WKNW Sault Ste. Marie. For the next two hours, we'll get an in-depth look at local sports in the eastern Upper Peninsula and Algoma region and hear from the coaches and players that are involved in the game. We'll also analyze the college and pro sports scene across the region and dive into the biggest national stories, too. Now, let's get to the game and join your host Scott Nason. Greetings and salutations and welcome to the game on News Talk 1400. You can also hear our show online at Newstalk1400.net and podcasts available at the gamesportshow.podbean.com. As the man said, my name is Scott Nason, broadcasting from our News Talk 1400 studios in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, on this Monday, June 13th, 2022. The game, the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, will be with you up until 8 o'clock tonight. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be joined by co-host David McKeg Jr., host of the Game Sports Show in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, as we will discuss all things going on in the North. Also joining us later on tonight, around 645, co-host Butch Davis, host of Butch on Sports. We'll talk to him about what is going on in the Metro Detroit sports region and around the area, along with him sitting down for the sports roundtable. But as always, we start with local sports, and school is out for summer. But two teams remain in the Eastern Upper Peninsula to vie for state championships. Let's start with high school baseball and the Rudyard Bulldogs. On Wednesday, the Bulldogs were in their regional semifinal in Pelston, and uh, senior pitchers Brett Mayer and E.J. Suggett combined on a one-hitter as the Bulldogs blanked Inland Lakes 3 to nothing. That one on Wednesday night, Rudyard would score two runs in the bottom of the fourth inning and got an insurance run in the bottom of the fifth. That's all they would need. Mayer earning the win giving up just one hit over five innings while striking out eight and walking one. E.J. Suggett makes a relief appearance. The final two innings does not allow any hits while striking out three and walking none. Roger would break a 0-0 tie with two runs in the bottom of the fourth inning. Suggett drew an intentional walk with one out. Austin Warner would single. Warner would steal second. And Bestman would drive in two runs with a single. And that is all Roger would need in their regional semifinal on Wednesday. So the Bulldogs advanced to the regional final, which was played in Rudyard on Saturday. And the Bulldogs would not only win that regional final, but they would also win the quarterfinal, both games again on Saturday. The Bulldogs would win their regional final against Maple City Glen Lake 8-4, to and then would follow that up with a 9-3 victory over Johannesburg Lewiston in a quarterfinal game. So the Bulldogs now 27-6-1. They advance to the state semifinals, their fourth ever in high school baseball and their first since 2015. And they will play Riverview Gabrielle Richard at Michigan State on, on Thursday, excuse me, at 5.30. Bulldogs, as I mentioned, beat Glen Lake 8-4, to a rematch of last year's regional final. Rudyard would grab an early lead, scoring two runs in the first inning and five more in the second. 
and they didn't look back after that. Senior Brett Mayer earning the win in the regional final, pitching six and one-third innings, allowing just one run on four hits while striking out eight and walking two. He also had Tate Besteman, Cam Peterson, and EJ Suggett all making relief appearances for the Bulldogs. Leading the Rudyard Bulldogs offensively in the regional final, Landon Mayer. He finishes three for three, scoring twice, while Aiden Bickle was two for three with a triple, scoring two runs, and Suggin and Mayer with two hits each. Again, that one in the regional final, and they played the quarterfinal game also on Saturday in Rudyard. Bulldogs would score eight runs in the top of the sixth inning to overcome a three-to-one deficit and beating Joelberg 9-3. E.J. Suggett earning the win. Five and two-thirds innings, allowing three runs on five hits with 11 strikeouts and two walks. Callan Lawler would come in to earn the save, pitching a one and one-third innings. And Suggett helped his own cause by hitting a double and a single in the quarterfinal, while Brett Mayer added a double as the Bulldogs off to East Lansing on Thursday making their first state semifinal in high school baseball since 2015 and their fourth overall. And looking at the bracket, again, they will take on Riverview Gabrielle Richard on Thursday at MSU at 5 o'clock. The other semifinal in Division Four sees Whitmore Lake taking on Beale City. In Division Three semifinals, Detroit Edison will take on Puamo Westphalia. Buchanan will face Standish Sterling. Those games also on Thursday. On Wednesday, Division II semifinals, Gross Iowa will face Grand Rapids Christian and Forest Hills Eastern will take on Goodrich. Also games on Thursday. In Division I, Battle Creek Lakeview, they will face Gross Point North. And Forest Hills Northern, they will take on Orchard Lake St. Mary. So best of luck to head coach Billy Mitchell and the Rudyard Bulldogs. And again, this junior and senior class for the Bulldogs, they've had success in baseball. They also made a state Final Four in basketball last year as well as football. So it's been a very, very good couple years sports-wise for Rudyard. And it's been a very good year sports-wise also for the Pickford Panthers as the softball team added another first to its program's history after winning the district. They won a regional over the weekend in Norway. Panthers would defeat host Norway in the regional final 11-4. They also dispensed easily of Hancock 12-1 in the regional semifinal. So Pickford now 24-14-2 in high school softball making it to their first ever quarterfinal, and they will take on Hillman tomorrow. That game will be played in Sault Ste. Marie at Losey Field in a Division IV quarterfinal at 5 p.m. Hillman, the team that was knocked out by Rudyard in the quarterfinal last year in Rudyard. And so congratulations to the Pickford Panthers. A very impressive performance over the weekend. They had to wait a couple days due to rain. They played their regional semifinal on Saturday then had to wait around till Sunday for the other semifinal to be played, and then knocking out Norway in convincing fashion. Looking at the games against Norway, or the game against Norway, the Panthers would have 15 hits in the regional final. Lucy Bennett, she goes three for four, hitting two home runs and a double. She also scored it three times and had three RBIs. Chloe May, four for four for the Panthers, scoring four times, also having a double. Laura Bush, three for four for Pickford in that regional final. Finley Hudichuk, she pitched both games and pitched very well, pitching seven innings in the regional final. 
allowing four runs on 10 hits while striking out one and walking none. So you have Pickford taking on Hillman tomorrow in Sault Ste. Marie in one of the quarterfinals on the other side of the bracket. Riverview Gabrielle Richard will take on Unionville Sawabing, and that's the team that beat Rudyard last year in the state final in Division 4. Other quarterfinals going on tomorrow in Division 4. Okama will take on Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart and Kalamazoo Christian. They will face Ottawa Lake Whiteford. In Division 3, uh, Kalkaska, who knocked off uh, always powerful Gladstone 1 0 in their regional final. They'll take on Everett tomorrow in Petoskey in a Division 3 quarterfinal in high school softball. The other side of that bracket sees Granville Calvin Christian facing Parchment. Never heard of them. Gross, or rather, Grass Lake will take on Algonic, and Richmond will face Millington. That one in Division Three. Division Two. What a game it was down in Gaylord over the weekend. Escanaba, who knocked off Sioux High, faced Gaylord, two of the best teams in the state, and it went down to the final inning. Escanaba gets a two-run homer in the top of the seventh inning and knocking off number one in the state in Division Two. Gaylord, three to two. Escanaba. They advance to a quarterfinal in Division Two. That one will be played tomorrow in Midland as they will take on Hudsonville Unity Christian. The other side of that bracket sees, sees rather Stevensville Lakeshore take on Jackson Northwest. Trenton will face Centerline and Detroit Country Day. They will battle Essexville Garber. That in Division Two quarterfinals in D1 high school softball quarterfinals. Madowin will face South Lyon. Allen Park versus Farmington Hills Mercy. Fenton will take on Hudsonville and Walla Lake Northern. They will face Macomb, Dakota. So good luck to head coach Matt Hudacek and assistant coach Steve May and the Pickford Panthers. Uh, certainly it's been a very good season. But they're not done. That should be a very competitive game. Again, that game tomorrow at Losey Field at 5 o'clock. You also have Division 4 through 1 girls soccer semifinals going on. UP teams still cannot compete in the tournament, which to me is a bit of a shame to say the least. In Division 4, Royal Oak Shrine Catholic, they'll take on Bad Axe. That's A-X-E for those that are scoring at home. That's tomorrow. North Muskegon, they'll face Kalamazoo Christian. Division Three girls soccer, Pontiac Notre Dame prep against Williamston. Those games played on Wednesday. You also have Elk Rapids. I guess you could call them kind of a Northern Michigan team. They'll take on Hudsonville Unity Christian. Division Two semifinals on Wednesday. Hazlitt will face Bloomingfield Hills Marion and Grand Rapids Forest Hills Central against Rich, Richland Goal Lake. And in Division One semifinals tomorrow, Bloomfield Hills against Portage Central. Rochester will face Northville. High school basketball, the 36th Upper Peninsula All-Star Classic basketball games. They are returning to St. Ignace this Saturday. This will mark the fifth time that the game has been held in St. Ignace. You have a special skills contest uh, beginning early that morning with the boys and girls competing in a three-point shooting contest as well. The girls will be in a free throw contest and the boys will compete in a slam dunk contest. Now they've split up the teams north-south using M28 as the dividing line. The boys the girls, rather, that's what they will be split into. The boys, they're split into east-west teams by M95. 
no idea where MI-95 is, but it must be in the middle of the state, hence the East-West. Looking at some of the local players participating in these games, uh, Lucy Bennett and Kennedy Guild of Pickford for the Girls South team. That's assuming Pickford is not playing in the state final softball game over the weekend. You also have Brooklyn Bestman out of Rudyard. Natalie Zorova and Allie Schultz out of St. Ignace, Tessa Pocken out of Ingadine, and the girls' self team will be coached by, you guessed it, Doreen Ingalls. For the East Boys, Claudio Bistolfi out of Newberry, he will be on that team as well. Tate Besteman, again, if he's not playing in the state finals in baseball, out of Rudyard, Eli North from St. Ignace, EJ Suggett out of Rudyard, and uh, head coach Jim Suggett out of Rudyard will be on the West Boys roster. We're going to take our first break here on the game. We come back, we have lo- more local sports coming up. All coming up on the Twin Sioux only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. Are you looking to get fit or maybe just stay in shape? The All-in-One Fitness Club can help you with all your fitness wants and needs. Their great facility is fully equipped with locker rooms, saunas, and the best cardio equipment, along with the best plate-loaded and cable equipment around. The All-in-One Fitness Club also offers great deals for seniors, students, state, and federal employees, all with no yearly contract and no hidden fees. Wow! Come join today upstairs at the Big Bear Arena, where you'll achieve all your fitness goals. For more information on hours and more, go to Sutra. Health.com. Are you a do-it-yourself or homeowner or even a professional contractor and need quality electrical supplies? Maybe thinking about doing some upgrades and don't know where to start. Everything Electric has supplied the Eastern Upper Peninsula for over 40 years. Their experienced staff can help you choose the right supplies you need for your home business, farm projects, or anything in between. Call 906-632-1235 or come in and talk to the experienced guys at Everything Electric. 2893 Ashman, Sioux, Michigan. Ah, the joys of cooking. Just find a recipe, get the ingredients, preheat the oven. <laughs> okay, this is already too much. Pull up Applebee's to go instead. Choose from the whole menu, order and pay online, pick it up, and now you're home with dinner. Ah, the joys of not cooking. Applebee's to go. Now that's eating good in the neighborhood. Pick up your next meal with Applebee's Car Side to Go. Order and pay online, pick up, and head home. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Madigan Pingator, your independent auto owner's agency on West Water Street in the Sioux. Now's the time of the year to get more for your money on a new Mahindra, the world's number one selling farm tractor. Enjoy 0% financing on select Mahindra tractors. That's more for less on Mahindra's best selling models. We deliver more lift, better fuel efficiency, and more built-in weight. Paul Thompson here with Gaylor Thompson Sales. Come on in and test drive a new Mahindra today. And remember, we also carry a full line of Boss Plows, Cub Cadet, Woods Implements, Exmark Mowers, Echo Power Equipment, and Doolittle Trailers. Give us a call today at 906-478-3026. And remember, I-75, exit 373 in Rudyard for the best service in the EUP. 
I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason on News Talk 1400. 617 on the game, News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you. Coming up next, we'll be talking Sioux Ontario Sports and Ontario Sports with co-host David McKeg Jr., host of the Game Sports Show in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. We have a little bit more of the local sports to cover. We talked about some of the state quarterfinals and semifinals that are going on in high school sports as the 2021-22 season will end over the weekend with the softball and baseball finals. Again, the Redyard Bulldogs baseball team in the state semifinals. They'll play on Thursday at 5.30, and the Pickford Panthers softball team, they will take on Hillman tomorrow in the Sioux in a Division Four quarterfinal. So again, best of luck to the Bulldogs and the Panthers as they go for state titles. You also had lacrosse finals over the weekend. Uh, they took place at Rockford High School for the girls in Division One, Brighton over Forest Hills Northern Eastern 12 to 11 in overtime division two for the girls. Another overtime game, East Grand Rapids. They defeat Detroit country day, 12 to 11 for the boys lacrosse finals. They were played at Howell Parker middle school stadium. Kind of an interesting choice for a state final, but it must be a pretty darn good middle school for the boys in Division One. Another close game, another overtime game. Heartland defeats Bloomfield Hills' brother Rice 11 to 10 in overtime, and in Division Two, the only one of the four state finals that didn't go to overtime for the boys. Grand Hap Grand Rapids rather Forest Hills Central knocks out Detroit Country Day. 11 to 8. Over in Sioux, Ontario, Dave McKay Jr. will have a lot more to say about this as the Sioux Steelers, they played their first game at home since summer of 2019. And there were some unfortunate circumstances that happened during Saturday night, Saturday night's game against the Tri-City Outlaws in the Northern Football Conference. The game was tied at 13 apiece going into halftime. However, that's the night that the lights went out, apparently at Rocky DiPietro Field, as they had some lighting issues. 
And uh, that game uh, was uh, basically, well, we don't know what happened with that game. They weren't able to replay the game or play the rest of the game. So they had an agreement that that would end in a tie due to unsafe playing conditions at the field. Uh, Steelers head coach Brandon Lewis called the circumstances unfortunate. He said, I've never had that happen in 28 years. I didn't think that was something we could have to deal with tonight. So. Dave McKeg Jr. will have a little bit more to say about that as the Sioux Steelers would play to a 13-13 tie in their first game back at home in almost three years. The Sioux Sabercats, they fall to 0-2 in the Ontario Summer Football League as they fall to Myers Riders at Superior Heights 21-15. Mary McTavish, he scored two goals to lead the Hamilton Bulldogs to a 3-2 win over the Windsor Spitfires in Game 5 of the Ontario Hockey League's Championship Series. The Bulldogs now lead that best-of-seven affair against Windsor three games to two with Game 6 tonight in Windsor. So the Spitfires facing a do-or-die situation in the Ontario Hockey League. The winner of that series will advance to the 2022 Memorial Cup starting next Monday in St. John's, New Brunswick. Of course, St. John's, they will be part of that. Either Hamilton or Windsor will be as well. Edmonton. They potentially could be part of that as uh, they lead their best of seven Western Hockey League series, three games to two over Seattle and in Quebec. They already have a champion crown there. Schwawin again. I think I got that right. I don't think it's French, but I still can't pronounce it. They are your champions. So two of the teams are set and two more will be uh, probably there over, if not tonight, in a couple days as the 2022 Memorial Cup, again, the, the Sioux Greyhounds had a chance to host the Memorial Cup uh, during COVID, but of course, with COVID-19, it knocked everything out, and that's why we're playing this year's Memorial Cup in almost the end of June. So best of luck to the Ontario Hockey League representative, and it won't be too far down the road where we will have Ontario Hockey League hockey over on Rock 101, uh, Sioux Greyhounds back in action. Not a bad year for the Hounds, not a great year for the Hounds, but We'll take a little break from the hockey coming up here over the next couple months. Uh, out of Lake State, not a whole lot of news. Uh, we should be getting the hockey schedule officially released sometime this month. Uh, we'll have June edition of the Laker Hockey Show. I'm not sure if that's tomorrow or next Tuesday, but it will be right here on News Talk 1400. So we still have local sports to cover but we still have a lot more sports to cover overall. We're going to take a break here on the game. We come back. We will talk more about the Sioux Steelers along with the Toronto Blue Jays and the Stanley Cup with co-host David McKeg Jr. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. Welcome back to The Game on News Talk 1400. Joining us now, co-host of The Game here on News Talk 1400 and host of The Game Sports Show in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, David McKeg Jr. Joining us once again on The Game. Kegger, how you doing on this Monday night? Can you believe we're almost halfway through June? Scotty, my friend, I'm doing great. So it was also a, a great weekend back from traveling, uh, back to reality, as they would say today, you know, but... Overall, it's June. I was still hoping for a little bit more sun because of being June. Seems like we're a little bit late on the summer arrival this year, but nonetheless, 
It's still not June 21st, so we still got some time there. But I'm doing good, my friend. How are you? Doing great, Dave. Always good to have you on the show talking sports. And let's start with local sports, Dave. And we haven't really talked about this team for a while because of COVID-19. They weren't playing for quite a while, that being the Sioux Steelers. And they were at home this weekend. And, well, I'm just going to turn the floor over to you. And uh, what exactly happened in their home opener uh, over the weekend? Uh, apparently, some lights needed to be fixed. They had to forfeit the game. Give our listeners an update on what's going on with the Sioux Steelers, especially what happened this past weekend. You know, it's good, first off, you said that there. it's been a few years since we've been able to talk about it. And honestly, you and I have a lot of topics in our day. So we give a lot of the football time to our in-the-pocket segment, and we give a lot of extra love, per se, to the Sabercats, the Steelers of that local nature uh, for Sioux, Ontario, as well as, of course, talk Sioux, Michigan uh, and surrounding areas and all football in general. But it's great to see the Steelers back in action. Now, for those that do not know uh, who the Sioux Steelers are, now it isn't the CFL, it isn't the National Football League, uh, but it is uh, an adult league uh, that has ran throughout Ontario. They play teams from Toronto, Sudbury, and through surrounding areas, uh, guys that have played football in high school and in the Sabercats program uh, that have now a little bit aged out and play in this in this league. And let me tell you, the football is great. It is great yeah. talent that is on that field. Okay, it's not that it's a men's league. I don't want to make it sound like that because it's truly not, okay? Uh, it is an actual very good competitive league that is played here in the Sioux in Ontario. And honestly, it's great to see them back, right? And it was spoiled a little bit this uh, weekend and not spoiled in a way that, wow, we had nice weather and we were traded to four quarters of football. No, it was spoiled because of, I want to say, flat out embarrassments uh, to the field within Sault Ste. Marie, uh, Rocky Financial Field. And you know what? You sit down uh, and you think of. Uh, what can go wrong in a game if you're a local team running it? Well, the lights stop working, something that prohibits the game from completing, okay? And uh, kind of uh, doesn't let the game complete overall per se, and that's exactly what happened this weekend. The Steelers were up 14-13 uh, going into the half, okay? And coming out of the half, the lights would not turn on properly. Now, let's just keep it very simple. I can get into a multi-paragraph explanation. Look, you can just go to my Facebook page or to Sault Ste. Marie, anyone's Facebook page. There's over 320 shares on this one post I saw, 390 over another one. They, uh, they, they've they had nonstop conversation about this in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. And the lights did not light up in the field to allow them to play the game. Now, in this league, there are men that work full-time jobs, okay? Like myself, uh, being full-time in the human resource profession. It's If I'm playing for the Steelers or for Tri-City for this, day, uh, for this sake of example, they have to take time off work time away from their families, and time to play in this league and these games. The teams have to pay money, especially the teams that are traveling. There's rental costs. There's costs overall. There's just so many factors that are within this for these players. And they had to travel to Sault Ste. Marie, okay, to sit or to play a football game that they couldn't even complete. That is a joke. Yeah. That is an yeah. embarrassment. It's an embarrassment to Sault Ste. Marie, the, the, the city of Sault Ste. Marie. Call me what you want. I know that 
being a sports host with Scotty and the Game Sports Show, of course, and the game entertainment and media having a big involvement locally as well as nationally. It's just, I don't mean to quote-unquote crap on my home city. I love Sault Ste. Marie. I love what they're doing, and that's not where I'm going with this. But I am going to chirp them because it is a joke, and it's unbelievable, and it's disgusting to see and the good points on these articles brought up, well, it wouldn't happen if it was a hockey game. It wouldn't happen if it was a soccer game. But when it comes to football, even arguably baseball, the sports that are, well, kind of pushed to the side here a little bit in the Sioux, it's like it's not well taken care of. And that is a prime example here of what happened. These lights, okay, Scott, there's been complaints about these lights since 2019 wow. in touch football. Okay, so this has been a known issue and has been multiple complaints. I got various people that have confirmed that they brought forward complaints to the city of Sault Ste. Marie, and this has not been addressed, okay? Now, the field was not lit up. They weren't allowed to finish the football game. The Steers were allowed to finish their opening game at home against Tri-City, okay? That's exactly the sum up what happened due to the lighting and being able to have visibility on the field. Absolutely joke, embarrassment, and the city of Sault Ste. Marie and those who upkeep and are responsible for the upkeep should be embarrassed. I'm sorry if that's too harsh. I'm sorry if I may be quote-unquote crapping on the wrong people, okay, because I know there's a lot of, trust me, from an HR profession, I know there's a lot of departments, a lot of people you have to answer to, and it takes time to get approval, etc., but this isn't just something that happened in one day. This is something that has been known with this field and multiple fields in Sault Ste. Marie, and now what's going to make these players or teams want to come to Sault Ste. Marie to play here or to play against the Steelers, okay, if they don't think the upkeep's going to be good, if they can't even finish a game, when they're losing time away from work, time away from their families, just to play this game that they enjoy and love so much. And for those that enjoy this game because they didn't get to play at the next level, they play in this very competitive league to be able to play the sport that they love. And the city of Sault Ste. Marie needs to own up to its absolute garbage um, in terms of upkeep with this field and a lot of fields in Sault Ste. Marie for that factor, and also to put, start investing into those organizations more like the uh, Steelers, perhaps the Sabercats. I have no comment about the Sabercats because obviously two analysts on the show do coach them and they seem to be uh, well organized. I'm not going to even go there. I don't know anything, but it seems obvious that with the Steelers playing on their own field that they don't have the upkeep care that they should have and it needs to be better taken care of you know scott if i'm coming to play in sault ste marie and i'm from toronto and i lose out uh, i'm an hourly paid employee playing in an industrial environment and i have to come up to play in sault ste marie in eight hours north and i find out i couldn't finish a game and i had to pay 500 bucks or i had to pay a fee and i'm losing time from work and family I would be upset. I would not want to come back up to Sault Ste. Marie to play a game, even if there was a makeup. Uh, it's it's not it's not fair to the players. It's not fair to those in Sault Ste. Marie who don't get equal treatment in all sports around. I'm going to flat out say it right there. There needs to be equal attention to all sports because we are a very sport and athletic community that takes pride in all of our sports. Yes, more so hockey, but it's time to pay attention to more of the other sports and to take care of our recreational fields because we do have organizations of sports in nature that play on them. And this is what happens when you don't take care of it and it makes the city of Sault Ste. Marie look like an absolute embarrassment or a joke. And I know that may sound a bit more severe than what it is, but let's call it how it is. There has been over 1,000 people sharing their opinions 
all 999 other ones being even more harsh than I am and using words that I can't say on radio. So let me tell you, I think I'm coming off lightly with my feedback about it. My quote for it, Scott, is unreal, disgusting, and absolutely and not uh, not tolerable. It needs to be answered. Susanne Marie needs to compensate both Steelers and Tri City for their waste of time. The fans need to be compensated for their time, and they need to take better care of not only the Steelers but all organizations. But smarten up with this field, make it better, make it playable because that is embarrassing. A passionate Dave McKeg joining us on the game. And Dave, uh, a couple more topics here before we let you go. Uh, you were down at Comerica Park uh, watching the Toronto Blue Jays take on the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Butch and I will talk more on the Tigers and coming up next. Uh, just wanted your thoughts on the Blue Jays. Uh, would be in the playoffs right now along with the entire AL East outside of Baltimore. <laughs> Still chasing the New York Yankees. And just overall thoughts on the Blue Jays and being at Comerica Park as well. The Stanley Cup starting this week. No big surprise. Colorado will be taking on at Tampa. Tampa going for three straight. Colorado looking to win their first Stanley Cup in over 20 years. So uh, two final topics. The floor is yours, sir. You know, yeah, I think I obviously went a little extra passionate with that topic, and there's more I could have went into, but I think everyone got the point of where my uh, factor was at with that. So uh, honestly, going to baseball, though, one thing I was upset, I couldn't get in touch with Butch Davis this weekend, a little communicational issue with phones and all that fun stuff. But nonetheless, I was able to attend the Jays and Tigers uh, at Comerica. America this weekend on Saturday of course I went to the game that the Jays lost uh, and obviously they won both Friday and Sunday but it was a great great I always love being around the fans of the Tigers fans they're passionate uh, it's not sold out there by any means there's a lot of Jays fans I think there might have been more Jays fan than Tigers fans to be yep. honest with you yep, there was. Um, but, uh, but you know, honestly to speak the uh, I was there for the first game of Gabriel Moreno, who was the top prospect in the Jays organization, saw his first hit. Uh, they made a little push in the ninth, but Bo Bichette just got a little underneath that ball at the end. It would have been amazing if he was able to hit a home run. That would have been pretty exciting, but it was still great overall for the Blue Jays uh, to win two there. And even though they've won both series back-to-back between Kansas and Detroit, that's exactly what the doctor ordered, as you said, Scotty. And they got Baltimore coming up this week. It's a big week for the Jays to try to keep gaining ground on those uh, New York Yankees that we know everybody loves, question mark? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, you know, the AL East is so competitive, Scotty. Uh, like, it's unbelievable. I, I It's going to come down to the end, and the Jays are in tough. All teams in the AL are in tough. And I really think seeing the Blue Jays, I think watching them now, Kirk has been a great fit now for DH, so he might be able to slide into that spot. But now with seeing the Jays, I feel like they could be that fifth, sixth hitter away and one more arm in the bullpen to really kind of set them over to to kind of go further into the playoffs. Now, Kirk has been a good substitute for being that concern because he's had some unreal numbers and he can play DH or catcher. Uh, but I feel like there's still that one or two pieces away from, let's just say, winning multiple World Series. I like what they have on the field. It's exciting to see uh, all around, especially with the youth talent. So the Tigers, you guys have good stuff to look forward to with Thorkelson, uh, with Green, Riley Green coming up. I like what the Tigers are going to be doing in the future. So I want those Tigers fans to know that I respect them. They were great this weekend. They treated Jays fans greatly, and that's awesome uh, to see. And Comerica is always a great experience uh, to go to. But big week coming up for the Jays, uh, for uh, the Orioles and Yankees. Now, the Stanley Cup Finals, you want to give me the floor with? 
It should have been Toronto, Scotty. I'm going to say it. I'm over it. <laughs> I knew you'd um, say that. I knew you'd um, say that. <laughs> uh, three teams out of the past four years that have beaten Toronto in the first round and made the cup finals, the Bruins, the Habs, and the Lightning, okay? Now, let me tell you, that is a joke. I, I cannot – of course that's a Toronto statistic. Everything yep. in Ontario or Toronto media is a Toronto statistic, okay? But I'm not here to talk Toronto. I'm here to talk Tampa, Colorado. Colorado having question marks around Nazem Kadri is a big loss for them, okay? Kadri can really play good offensively and defensively. He'd be able to contain Steven Stamkos and Kucherov, I feel, really greatly. And that's a loss for Colorado. I don't. I didn't see any reports that he was going to be there for game one or two. He might miss the entire series or he might show up mid-series, which could really hurt Colorado. Despite being a deep team, they're really going to rely on defense and goaltending can Kemper uh, outplay Vasilevsky. I'll talk about this more on top shelf, but I do think Tampa has the edge and goal by a good chunk. Uh, I do think on defense, they're evenly matched. I love, especially with Kale McCarr back there. It'll be great to see him try to go down the wing on Hedman. I'd love to see it. Um, but also up front, I, I do think if Kadri's on the lineup, that Tampa has the slight edge. But as much as I think Tampa Bay is going to win, if I have to be a sports expert and give that uh, kind of opinion, I want Colorado. So I'm going to put my money on Colorado. I don't want to see a three-peat, because that'll be, it make me even more mad that Toronto would have won the Stanley Cup, okay? Uh, so I want to go out and say that Colorado uh, is going to win this series. They're going to win it in seven. It's going to go the distance. It's not going to be a goaltending matchup for Colorado's sake, but Colorado has to try to keep up with goals on Tampa Bay. I'm not doubting Colorado's goaltending, but I just don't think it's as good, uh, especially with Kemper being healthy, because Colorado's going to play sound defensively and try to find Vasilevsky's weakness, and I've said this from the start, if Kale McCarr, Byram can get pucks on and screen Vasilevsky, he's really bad on tip shots. Very, for some reason, that's what's been going in. Watch all the series as that's what's been going in. And the bounces. You need those bounces and those tip shots to get Vasilevsky either moving or to not see the puck, and it will go in. That's my advice to Colorado. They probably won't listen to this upload with me in particular because of all them being so far away. But maybe they will, and hopefully if they do, that's what's going to be the key to their success. But, Scotty, we're, we're in for a real treat with Colorado and Tampa. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, Tampa, again, looking to three-peat. That hasn't been done in the NHL since the early 1980s with the New York Islanders. And Colorado, hard to believe they haven't won a Stanley Cup in over 20 years. Should be a dandy series indeed. And we'll have more on that when we talk to Butch Davis a little bit later in Hour 2. David McKeg Jr. joining us on the game. And Dave, uh, what's ahead for the game sports show in Sioux, Ontario over the next week, sir? So we will have a Strike Zone edition coming this week. It will likely be either uploaded tomorrow or Thursday. We have not decided uh, because we will have Top Shelf tomorrow. We may combine an episode that we've done recently. But nonetheless, you can expect Strike Zone and Top Shelf either together or separately in an upload. Uh, we will also have a special edition upload at the end of this week. Let me give you a little hint. Uh, he is a goaltender. Uh, this is what's projected anyways. Now, it may change, so I don't want to be quoted. But uh, the one that we project to upload, he's a former goaltender. Let's just say Toronto believed in him over another goalie. 
And he has won a gold medal uh, for the World Junior Team in Canada, and he played overseas this year. Uh, That's my hint to listeners about who the upcoming guest is going to be for our special edition upload that you'll be able to hear on all platforms and, of course, our uh, YouTube uh, feature channel that we're on with TGEM Network. So two shows and a special edition upload this week, Scotty. And we got Men's League Baseball going on in Sault Ste. Marie. The TGEM Pandas are 2-0. Nice. Okay, your boy right here, your boy leading the top two in the team in average, again, sorry to be conceited, oh, wow. uh, and, al- <laughs> <laughs> and also, I'm probably going to be on the mound on Tuesday, so oh. it's, uh, it's some fun times, uh, if you're a T-Gem Panda fan, you got to get out and enjoy some of uh, men's league baseball, and if you're looking to play, uh, reach out, with the, uh, the enrollment's closed this year. Uh, but uh, you can sign up next year. So despite talking what shows we have coming up, I want to give love for the hardball baseball league that's going on this year, and all the volunteers have done some great work on ensuring the league got started this year. That's very good to hear, Dave, and looking forward to the report on the Pandas next week. (laughs) Dave McKay Jr. joining us on the game. Dave, have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you next Monday night for our next edition of the game, sir. Sounds good, Scotty. Nice talking to you. You as well. We're going to take a break. We come back. We will talk to co-host Butch Davis of Butch on Sports, all coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. You can catch podcasts of The Game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason on News Talk 1400. 648 on the game, News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you. Joining us now, co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. Brand new edition of Butch on Sports from last night, which you can find on Butch's website. Just go to simplybutch2, that's T-O-O dot Potomatic dot com. You can also go on Facebook, just type in Butch on Sports, and you can find all the editions there, as well as our website, thegamesportshow.com podbean.com as butch joins us each and every week to talk about what's going on not only in the detroit sports area but also around the state of michigan the united states and even around the world butch it's monday it's the middle of june how you doing tonight sir oh getting ready for the storm of course here you know hey other than that it's nice and warm and and toasty and uh Southeast of Michigan. Yes, yes. Let's hope for uh, not too severe storms down there, Butch. And if you ever want to give us some of that warm, toasty weather, I'm sure most of our listeners locally here would agree we could use it. It has not been a warm summer up here in the EUP. You guys seem to have had more of the heat than us, which really isn't a big surprise. But it'll be blowing your way starting tomorrow, buddy. I tell you what, shoot. <laughs> Indeed. Butch. I'll be hating my guts when it's 95 degrees and you can't walk the streets. We we will take it, Butch. Uh, Butch, we talked we t- we talked earlier about the high school sports season will end this upcoming weekend. We have two teams still alive locally up here: uh, the Pickford Panthers girls softball team and the Rudyard Bulldogs baseball team. I know on your show last night you talked about some of the other uh, finals there that are going on: uh, soccer, lacrosse. Uh, what's going on as far as in Metro Detroit that you're looking at as we find? and the sports season in high school sports this week. Yes, well, uh, the quarters are taking place tomorrow, okay, 
for everyone concerned, uh, followed by on Friday and Saturday, the uh, semifinals and also the finals will be taking place there. Uh, in all four divisions of baseball and also in softball in, this, in the lower part of the state of Michigan there. So uh, instead of getting all those participants or whatever it may be, we're going to wait till the quarters and then give you the real deal with the semifinals and maybe possibly the finals in our, all four of those divisions, girls and the boys. We will look forward to that indeed. Butch on Wednesday night's edition of Butch on Sports. And uh, Butch, we had a lot to say about the Detroit Tigers, uh, some news today and uh, some stats uh, that I looked up that we'll get to either this hour or at the start of the la- into the next hour, I should say. But going back to this weekend, it was Tigers Fest. You had all sorts of dignitaries and uh, special guests in there. I know you talked to uh, quite a few of those covering the Tigers over the weekend. Uh, the Tigers falling uh, two of three games at home. The, the Toronto Blue Jays are getting blown out on Friday night. Uh, the game that Dave attended, uh, the only one the Tigers won uh, behind Tarek Skubal, or rather not Tarek Skubal, he lost yesterday, but behind uh, Bo Brisky getting his first major league win. And then the Tigers offense well, they did something that they usually do, not scoring any runs yesterday. The Tigers falling 6 nothing to the Toronto Blue Jays. Tigers now 24-35, and nine-and-a-half games behind first place in Minnesota. They'll continue their homestand uh, starting tonight with the Chicago White Sox for three and then take on the Texas Rangers for four games. Uh, Butch, you were there over the weekend. Uh, give our listeners an idea of just some of the things that you saw and uh, some of the people that you talked to. Well, I'm quite sure if Dave had not mentioned it, uh, the, the tremendous fans out of the Windsor area up yeah. in London and and as far as where Dave was, as I understand, uh, they migrated into Comerica Park. And it seemed like it to me, I'm sorry to say, but there were more Blue Jay fans than Detroit fans. And the jerseys proved it. Yes, it did. I, let me, I'm looking around. Friday night and Saturday night were the two best nights. Uh, and Saturday afternoon, I should say, were the two best days for attendance there. Uh, 26,000 and more on Friday and almost a little about 29,000 on Saturday afternoon there. But, uh, yesterday was a pretty good, uh, uh, tradition for Miguel Cabrera getting all these little awards and trinkets and whatnot there. Uh, about a 15, 20-minute ceremony, per se, that was late, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, however, it, 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 it turned out to be a, a nice uh, thing for Miguel to get family and friends and uh, members of the Detroit Tigers staff, good friends of his and whatnot, who turned up and, and enjoyed the celebration. But after that, you can't win no game on two hits nope. in Detroit. Again, they did their best and did not do anything. Again, and I'm going to repeat it in, until I get blue in the face, and I hope I don't. Detroit got to put their best lineup on the field, and and it's obviously the best lineup defensively, especially, is not on the field there. And I think uh, they need to do some soul searching within. I know uh, A.J. Hinch said yesterday, he don't know what the problem is. Uh, he's not going to worry about it. He's going to worry about the next game. And all that's all sound fine on sound bites and whatnot there, but many of us are concerned that there are some humongous problems in the clubhouse there that need to be cleared up. 
you know, offensively, defensively, and personal as wise as we've seen the Gallo um, Rodriguez take his day, okay? Yeah. He is uh, slipping away from for personal reasons. Um, we, I did get um, the um, – the message from uh, Alex Villa, he released a statement just a, uh, about 5 o'clock this afternoon. He said, yep. uh, Rodriguez has informed the club that he, due to personal matters, he will not rejoin the team at this time. As a result, Ingrado, uh has been placed on a restricted list for, until further notice. No details have been reported at this time. Players do not receive salary while on the restricted list. So there is um, – and we even heard as far as said that he's not going to ever to return back to Detroit. So something cooking in the cookie jar. Normally when something like that occurs, you're going to find some investigative reporters to find out what's going on. So hopefully it's not all that bad, but it's worse enough where right now he wants to step away from the club, period. Yeah, you know, Rodriguez signing that five-year, $77 million contract, Butch, back in November, and, and he's out for the foreseeable future. The other, no, no, and he won't. And, and you know, Javi, Javi Baez, I, again, you know, we keep harping on him week after week, and uh, certainly he is not alone, but you look at the amount of money that the Tigers spent, $140 million or somewhere around that figure, and, uh, you know, he's still batting below 200. Uh, he looks uh, at times clueless to be quite honest at the plate and, and defensively as well. Uh, in one of the games, it was a routine ground ball to short. And I mean, it looked like a play that any high schooler would make here locally. And he just, he overthrew or he threw behind the runner. Uh, well, you know, the, these, and resulted in the, you know, further and further doing. For the yeah. And, but, but where I'm going with this, Butch, is, you know, these are their two big money guys and both are not working out. We'll get to the hitting stats here at the top of the hour because I looked up some things and the Tigers are on just a, an enormously bad pace as far as runs and everything. We'll get to that at the top of the hour. But Butch, you know, you can't fire the players. You, you really, you know, you're not going to fire AJ Hinch because of a team batting 218 at least of yet. But going to the hitting coach, you know, at some point, you know, they're on a historically bad hitting streak, and we're already midway through June. So so the people that were saying, well, wait till the weather warms up. It looked pretty warm in Detroit this weekend, Butch. You know, is the hitting coach Scott Coolbaugh maybe the first axe or the first person to, to maybe get the boot? I mean, he's not up there hitting, but it's his responsibility to prepare the hitters to face you know opposing pitchers on a day-to-day -day basis. At some point, if they keep hitting this poorly, some, something's got to give. Well, first and foremost, you got to look at is the person who brought him here. Yeah. That's the general manager. That's right. Okay? How much uh, legwork he's putting into this particular uh, concern we, with two players that he's been a considerable amount of money with there. Uh, Scott Kuba, again, uh, it, it, it spreads, and you uh, illustrate that enough that. You know, the hitting is not good for the Detroit Tigers. That's period. We talked about hitters last year that were basically maybe 235 was doing a lot better in, in situations than they are right now there. And it, it, it disgusts me that, again, when I look at the lineup from top to bottom yeah. and <clears throat> mainly look at the heart of some of the players who are basically putting in the effort but maybe don't have the stats offensively, but doing the job defensively are not being put in the lineup there. And we're talking about Harold Castro, 
lately here have been doing the job. Willie Castro have been lately uh, bumping up his average there. We're talking about some of the smaller players where basically you got, uh, again, we re-signed uh, Jonathan Scope yep. to some, some money. His, his money wasn't accounted in there. Put his money in the tilt there. Uh, it's, it's not looking very well. So you may concern yourself with Kuba, but again, I think first and foremost, the general manager has to get on that locker room and say, I am not happy, and changes will be made. It, it cannot be improved. And that sticks a rib to almost everybody in the organization, per se, to do a lot better job there. Now, is Kuba going to get released? I do not know. A.J. Hinch, he's part of the problem because, again, he has the autonomy to, to get in his tail uh, or do something to motivate him to get these players to do a lot better offensively there. Is that the more problem? Again, injuries have come up about. It has not been right. But, again, we'll, we'll see how the Tigers play this one out. I think it's something internally, personally, looking at what happened today, and they're not saying too much, but something's going to come out of this. Bush, we're going to take a quick top of the hour break. When you and I come back, we'll talk more about the Detroit Tigers, Major League Baseball, and much more. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game. News Talk 1400. Done being stuck in the house? Ready for some summer fun on the water? Stop by Central Savings Bank for that boat or jet ski loan. Don't want to be on the water? Come see a lender about a camper. Or maybe a home equity for that cabin in the woods or a side-by-side or ATV. Remember, you can always apply online at centralsavingsbank.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Central Savings Bank. Ask what we can do for you. Join Central Savings Bank as they host their 11th annual Road to Recovery Burger Bash, Wednesday, June 15th from 4.30 till 7, under the canopy at Central Savings Bank at 511 Bingham Street. Cost is by donation. All proceeds go to My Michigan Health Road to Recovery. This program is entirely funded by donations. Come out and support this great cause, Wednesday, June 15th. Central Savings Bank, ask what we can do for you. Let's get to the second half of the game on News Talk 1400 WKNW, Sault Ste. Marie. It's the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Now, here's Scott Nason. Welcome back to the game on News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. Butch, let's continue our talk about the Detroit Tigers and our crack research staff here at the game came up uh, with some uh, statistics as far as the Tigers and their lack of hitting and how many runs that they have scored. Uh, So I'm just going to throw these numbers out at you and our listeners, Butch, to Put in some perspective just how bad this start offensively is for the Detroit Tigers. The major league record for fewest runs scored in a season in the American League, uh, Washington, back in 1909, they scored 380 runs. For the National League, St. Louis in 1908, they scored 372 runs. Now, granted, this was during the dead ball era of baseball. This was also when the schedule only had 154 games. Look 
looking at the Tigers right now, Butch, they've scored 162 runs in 59 games. That is an average of 2.75 runs a game. This is the lowest for any team at this point in the season since before World War II. It's been over 50 years since anyone has averaged fewer than three runs a game. Now, if the Tigers keep this pace up and statistically, you wouldn't think they would, but who knows? They will have scored, if they stay on their current pace, 445 runs. So they're not going to get the worst uh, potential major league record, but they're going to be in the ballpark. Looking at this in perspective, Butch, the 2003 Tigers team that went 43-119 and scored 591 runs. Butch, statistically, it almost seems impossible that the Tigers could continue this throughout a full Major League Baseball season. You would expect at some point hitters are going to get hot, but you just look at those statistics right there. We're going to be to the halfway point of the season here in about another three or four weeks. Tigers ain't hitting. I guess that's about as simple as I can put it, and they're on historically low numbers. Very much so. And it stinks. Yes. <laughs> we got people at the top with Victor Reyes with uh, 313, Dustin Garnall, which we haven't seen since the Hembroke win, uh, 300, uh, Miguel Cabrera, 280, 286, El Castro, 282. Then it falls down a great where Will Castro has 258, yep. Austin Meadows, 246. Uh, Des Cameron, which has went up again, right. to 232. And then uh, old Tucker Bernhardt, we talked about him like a dog, too, uh, 230. I mean, then from that point on, everybody hits the dog on bricks here, okay? We got people like Gary Austin on 100, Scope on the 100, Javier Baez in the 100. Yeah, it, it is very much so. Embarrassing. And again, you mentioned it, you know, maybe you can't uh, blame A.J. Hintz, but again, he's the manager. Yep. When you see certain things that are not working well, it is his job to fix it. How he fixes it, how he influences others to get better, to, so others can get better, I have no idea. But again, the general manager has to go in there in that place and say, hey, look, who's doing the job? Or who don't want to do the job so I can find somebody who will. That has been the, 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 to me, the question for the Detroit Tigers, because you don't hear a whole heck of a lot internally here that's going on. And, you know, as I talk to the reporters, a lot of them, from Toronto as well as in Detroit this past weekend, the reporters are doing a lot more internal investigation on basically What's going on in the clubhouses with the Detroit Tigers? I mean, everything sounded uh, pretty as, as uh, the sun ray when they go on TV or something of that nature. But again, we don't get the information of anything going on internally. Uh, it just, something's not right. Something's not right with the management staff and the, and the crew of people that are working. I, you know, Although Peter Peterson is doing, you know, a better job than he did last year with the pitching staff, there are some questions to be raised about that as well. Yes, indeed. Again, the Tigers in action tonight. Game uh, just a few minutes away from starting against the Chicago White Sox, and then uh, they'll play the White Sox two more times before finishing up their homestand 
four games against the Texas Rangers. Butch, let's look around Major League Baseball and uh, look at the standings. The entire AL East would be in the playoffs if they started today outside of the Baltimore Orioles. New York Yankees still very hot, uh, nine and one in their last 10 games. They have an eight and a half game lead over Toronto, nine over Tampa, Boston, uh, 12 and a half back. But again, they are in the wild card spot as of right now. Uh, Minnesota's lead against Cleveland shrunk a bit. Uh, three games over the Guardians, six games over the Chicago White Sox. Uh, the Texas Rangers now, believe it or not, are in second place in the AL West. Houston still with an eight and a half game lead. The LA Angels in third place, nine games out. Seattle, 10 back. How about the National League? We talked uh, for the last couple weeks, Butch, about the Atlanta Braves. Don't sleep on the Braves. Well, all they've done is won 11 games in a row, now just five and a half back of the New York Mets. Philadelphia, nine back in the NL East. Good race going on in the NL Central. St. Louis, your leader right now by a half game over Milwaukee. And in the NL West, uh, another real good race. The Dodgers in first place. San Diego, just a half game back. San Francisco, San Francisco rather, three and a half games back. So, Butch, uh, you know, things kind of shaking up a little bit in the standings. Uh, your thoughts overall on Major League Baseball? Nationally, West, I'll start off first. That's going to be a bomb burner. And yeah. Arizona's not that bad of a team nope. either, and neither is Colorado. So I'm seeing that they're going to be teams in other divisions that are in the Central and also in the East that might make that West uh, thing really, really hospitable there. And, again, I'm going to mention the increased wild card rule there where yep. basically more teams are able to get in the playoffs. That looks pretty feasible there, just as feasible in the American League East, where basically we can see as many as four teams in the playoffs there, okay? Although two teams will get by the best records there, per se, and those are normally our first-place teams. But again, it's getting pretty wacky there with the East. Now, the Central, again, Cleveland is... Right now, the team that I'm looking at is getting pretty doggone warmed up here and uh, and getting warmed up in the right direction here because, again, they're winning games on the road there. Yep. Uh, Houston and Texas, Texas is under 500, but Houston is not doing a very good job of keeping things at bay. Um, eight and a half games is a lot to catch on up with, but Texas is a better team than I do think that deserve to have maybe a better better games back average there. But they will catch up. Houston will fall eventually, and it might be a closer race than expected there. Yeah, I think in the American League, Butch, uh, you know, I would expect at least three teams out of the AL East, possibly four. Or granted, those teams play each other a lot more, but, you know, the New York Yankees just, uh, you know, b- b- best offense, best pitching. They're 44 and 16 for a reason. They uh, had pretty easy work against the Chicago Cubs this past weekend. Uh, you saw what Toronto brings to the table. Certainly a very solid squad. And, you know, Boston was quite a ways down earlier this season. They've won eight of their last 10 games. So I figured the Red Sox would probably start to get things right. And it looks like they will. I agree with you in the AL Central. Uh, Cleveland, I think they just, year in and year out, are always competitive. And uh, Frank 
Francona does a great job with that team. To you know, you call them what you will, they're the Guardians this year, but they're always a competitive ball club. And uh, I, I kind of am in agreement with you, Butch, about Houston. You know, five and five in their last ten games. Uh, they you know have a pretty sizable lead, but so did the New York Mets there last week, Butch. And the Mets have played five and five uh, over their past ten games. When a team wins ten in a row, like Atlanta, we saw it last year with the Braves, and it looks like the Braves uh, getting hot at the right time. Maybe not the the right time, but they're certainly getting hot. And uh, like you said, with the National League, I think that's a good three-horse race. You certainly can't count out Arizona in that one as well. So we're getting close to the All-Star break in a few weeks, Butch, and uh, certainly Major League Baseball will have exciting pennant races. I would venture to say at this point, Butch, uh, Comerica Park may not be involved with the home team in the pennant races. No, I don't see it happening. I'm looking at the right now. Right, we had wild cards tomorrow. It'll be Toronto, Tampa Bay, and Boston. Minnesota will be the odd one out that I have to play in those particular. Uh, Houston and the Yankees will get buys in those particular situations there, as my board has froze up, and that is a bad news thing. <laughs> oh, okay, now we got it here: San Diego, San Francisco, and yes. Atlanta will be the wild cards there. Uh, St. Louis will be the I one out, okay, in that particular there. Although they're in first place in the Central, they just crept on up and took a, and took full advantage of Milwaukee here. But they're at the bottom there, a half a game out of the playoff situation. We're talking about Milwaukee there. Yep. Uh, so. Right now, that's not a parameter. Who's going to be in it? Who's not going to be in it there? But you know what? It. If the excitement roars supreme when they say wild card there, there's the possibility that your team can um, make it in there. It might be one game and you're gone, but again, being in it and not being in it, it was, is a is a big deal. As I, again, our general manager said this year, and I quote, Yep. We have a chance to be in the wild card. Yes, you do indeed. Butch, we're going to take a quick break. When you and I come back, we will move on to the NBA as the Detroit Pistons just 10 days away from the 2022 NBA draft. And game five of the NBA finals between Golden State and Boston is later tonight. That series tied at two games apiece. We will talk about that and more all coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game. News Talk 14. MNC Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MNC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs artesian water, bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MNC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MNC Water Systems today at 906-647-7307. Serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. Read 
Metals and Dafter, your honest main source recycling business, hopes everyone is staying safe. Reed Metals is still paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, lead-based batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Reed Metals also buys copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals. Reed Metals wants to pay you for your scrap metals and scrap vehicles. Reed Metals also offers roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com. Reed Metals, conveniently located only 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on News Talk 1400. And welcome back to the game on News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. Butch, let's move on to the NBA and uh, let's talk about the Detroit Pistons. Uh, the NBA draft is just 10 days away and Pistons will have the number five pick on June 23rd at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, not a lot of indication as far as which way they're leaning. Uh, we don't know how the Jeremy Grant situation affects the thinking of general manager Troy Weaver and uh, the front office. Uh, you know, there's rumors that you could find everywhere about who they're going to pick, uh, potential free agents that they're looking at. Uh, Butch, I have not heard much from Detroit Pistons camp. I would expect you have probably heard as much as I have. What do you got? To, uh, any updates on the Pistons? I like to go through the right information instead of the garbage. Yep. Man, yep. I've been listening to. <clears throat> However, fifth round for the Detroit Pistons gives them a lot of options there. A lot of options in getting a very good player in there. Hopefully, fresh as a daisy. Not hurt, not injured, where they got to take five or six months to get him rehab before he can come back to the team. Again, someone else pimping a team out there. I don't know what the heck to say. But again, at this moment, he really got nothing. I do believe the Pistons are going to be making some moves. Jeremy Grant is one of those moves because a lot of teams are interested in him. Right now, established teams, teams that have want to win right now. And right in. In the moment, you got to look at Detroit saying, what is our best move? And, again, I'm also looking at the coaching staff. Is it going to go far where this coach, if he can't put up a good product? How long will the Pistons uh, general manager brass and upper management brass uh, take part in this, okay? So a lot to think about, but I say don't think about it at all. I say wait till almost the draft or the season is over because that's when now you find movement with a whole heck of a lot of teams. Butch, uh, the games that are going on right now, uh, the NBA Finals, Game 5 in San Francisco tonight at 9 o'clock. The Golden State Warriors and Boston Celtics tied at two games apiece. In Game 4, Steph Curry 
There were questions as far as his injury in game three and how that might affect his availability and play in game four. Well, Steph Curry said, well, guess what? I'm only going to put up 43 points as the Golden State Warriors earn a big win in Boston, 107 to 97. Uh, Butch, just your thoughts on the NBA Finals. Uh, you know, uh, Steph Curry certainly uh, not one maybe to show his emotions a ton of times, at least throughout the course of one game, but he put it all out there on uh, on uh, Friday night, and uh, Golden State ties the series at two. Your thoughts on the NBA Finals? He's going to have to put it all out there again yes. tonight. Uh, and you're at home, uh, you know, you, you can't mess around there. they got to win tonight if this thing is going to go any much so in uh, Golden State's uh, favor there. If they lose tonight, there's a very good chance that Boston will have the edge in this and could pull it out at home in Boston on Friday night. Butch, it seems like there's a lot of uh, time in between games in the NBA Finals. Is that something you're a fan of as far as that? You know, NHL, they seem to play a game and then have a night off and then play another one. Do you like the, the spaced-out series in the NBA Finals? No. I don't either. No, no, because, again, uh, and it's good for a player who's injured. You get that extra day or extra couple of days of rest. That it's good for that, okay. And if you're looking for star power, and in this case, uh, Steph Curry's incident there, those extra days helped him out tremendously. Although I know he's still probably aching, okay, and he got those extra days again to retool and get ready for Game Five. I just don't like the space of him, you know, and the space is ridiculous. I, you know, I think after Game Four, okay, after Game Four. You can go maybe space a team out maybe two days right. at best. Yep. So on the third day, they got to play. And I think the NBA just does too much to try to get deducted. Uh, for one, the, um, the National Hockey League and, and putting on these games because, again, there's a, there's a clash in there where certain markets, in this case, the markets are um, Tampa Bay and also Colorado. And, uh, those are big markets when it comes down to um, advertising, especially for local. But it may not be big markets for the NFL or NHL, I should say there. So, again, and that's the same thing for Golden State and also Boston. Those are big markets. They're looking for advertisement and making money. And I don't know. I think too much has been read about money. And that needs to stop because the pureness of the game is being taken away. And the other thing on that, Butch, is the later start times. Uh, granted, we are in the East Coast and we are an entire country. Uh, Nine o'clock on a weekday. <laughs> as much as I like the NBA, uh, there's been a couple games where I've been uh, asleep at halftime due to due to my schedule and maybe the game being out of hand. Uh, are you okay with the nine o'clock start time? Uh, I'm not okay with that at all. I think that stinks to high heaven. Okay, you know. First and foremost, uh, you're trying to attract children to this particular game that you love, claim you love so much, and doing so much for the able-bodied communities and whatnot. And you're not because, again, you got kids coming to school if they come at all, okay? Yeah. Trying to watch a game or their favorite team or just basketball fanatics and whatnot. <clears throat> they can't give their best in the classroom, per se, because of the NBA selfishness and thinking everybody's going to be up to 9 o'clock at night when people go to work, and the majority of people at work, they work in the day. You know, it's stupid, okay? It's stupid. It's dumb. I, 
I'm from an area where we used to watch the World Series in the afternoon. Right. I mean, the teachers would pull the television in there at that point in time so we can watch the World Series. And that got a lot of notoriety, not in not only in, in viability for the the people who watch it, but also the kids, okay, who get to see this hands-on and whatnot via TV or also in person. And right now I think sports have gone stupid when it comes down to laying out all this money to these players and don't give a good damn about the fans. Boston, when they've lost in the postseason, Butch has won all seven games after losing. You go back to when their season really started to turn around in January after a loss, they're 13 and one. So they're optimistic. Uh, Golden State is optimistic. And obviously, uh, this a big game for both teams. But I, I agree with you, Golden State, uh, this is a bigger game for them. It's at home. You go back to Boston for game six. So you see in many series when it's tied at two, the game five victor usually uh, has a, a, a uh, a leg up in the series, obviously, but uh, th- this is a big game for Golden State. But Boston, they got to be feeling pretty confident as well, in my opinion. You know, they've played right with the Warriors, and this one to me looks like it's going to go seven. That's that's just my thoughts. That's my thoughts as well. Butch, uh, let's move on uh, before we go to our uh, next break and uh, talk about the Stanley Cup. Let's talk about the Detroit Red Wings. You mentioned this on one of your shows last week, uh, and a Vegas odds maker has a Hall of Fame Stanley Cup champion as the front runner to be the next coach of the Detroit Red Wings. Sergei Fedorov, right now, according to Bet Online, has the best odds as far as any other coaches for the Detroit Red Wings uh, head coaching job. Uh, other coaches in that, uh, the odds uh, book, if you will, Peter DeBoer, Butch Cassidy, and Barry Trotz. Sergey Fedorov coaching the Detroit Red Wings. I know there was some bad blood late in his career with the organization. Uh, what are your thoughts on that potential? And, uh, you know, again, kind of like the Pistons, we haven't heard much as far as, uh, you know, any uh, any words from the general manager, Steve Eiserman, as far as what he's thinking. But just Sergey Fedorov as the head coach of the Detroit Red Wings. Is that possible? Very, very possible. Yep. John Cooper was not possible either, but Steve Eisman picked him up and look at the team sets. Uh, the no name, I don't know who, where they come from kind of coaches. That's what Steve Eisman kind of prey on, okay? And he, he does a fantastic job. And that's especially with assistant coaches as well. Uh, you're bringing in a lot of assistant coaches that have philosophy that has not been countered upon from other teams, okay? So you really don't know what this, uh, what that team is going to give the other because you have nothing, nothing on them, no film, no anything else. Let you go maybe in junior or somewhere else in the in the minor league system where they are performing and they're also uh, doing their culture and whatnot. So it would be make sense. Better uh, off as coached in Russia. A couple teams in the KHL, which is the big money winner in Moscow and also in Russia. He's coached there. Um, it's hard not to ignore it, okay? But, again, it's fun to think about it because, again, you're bringing in someone who the players don't know. And that's a good thing because now Sergey Fedorov has the autonomy to find out who wants to be here and who don't want to be there, who's putting in the time and the effort and who don't want to put in the time and effort. And, and send off the team as far as that. 
Detroit right now has so many young kids that have very big possibilities of being on the main team. It's sickening, especially from Europe. And they're playing in Europe right now because they know the possibility of them coming up to the bigger team is little or nil. Now with Eisenman in there now with a new coaching staff, they might point the finger and say, hey, look, let's bring these kids over. Let's use the language that they're able to understand and get them to play hockey in, in a manner where it's confusing to other teams in the NHL. And that would be great if Detroit can win from it. Yeah, you mentioned uh, some of those players, uh, prospects for the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Simon Edvinson, uh, a defenseman out of Sweden. He's one of those players, as well as Jonathan Berggren, uh, Sebastian Casa, the goaltender. You know, y- you look at all the teams that we cover, Butch, from Detroit, the Pistons, the Lions, the Red Wings, and the Tigers, they're all struggling right now. Is the Red Wings the one team that maybe has the blueprint to, you know, a couple of these prospects and maybe a good head coach away from being contenders? Because it certainly doesn't look like the Tigers are there. The Pistons, they're a mess. The Lions may be moving in the right direction. Do Red Wings fans have the most optimism of all the fan bases in Detroit to see this team maybe next year or in a couple years be more competitive? Yes. Uh, to that particular question. And I say that because the Detroit Red Wing fans have not wavered, not coming to the arena to see the particular uh, product on the ice. And, you know, they can depend on anywhere from 18,000 to 22,000 that can fit in the building to come and see them every single home game that they play. With that saying, I think it's a lot more pressure on Steve Eisenman to more or less get a product that is progressing and winning rather than, you know, worry about who needs to be in the lineup because uh, you're Oprah or because of mistakes that were made in the past on maybe keeping a player, end up getting hurt. Uh, now you don't have that particular individual there, and you don't give – proper notice to the people over there in Europe that, you know, you need some of these particular players to come in now, but then you can't get them because they're obligated to the league that they're playing in. So right now, you got to take that, that stigma out and give uh, these younger kids an opportunity to play because they're not going to stay there for long. And do contracts do run out where basically they can put their hand in another till when it comes down to going to another team that maybe be a lot more favorable of bringing them up right away. Butch, we're going to take our bottom of the hour break. When you and I come back, we will look ahead to the Stanley Cup Finals, Colorado and Tampa Bay. They will start the Stanley Cup on Wednesday. We'll talk about that and much more. All coming up on the Twin Sues only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. Hey you! Yeah you, I know you can hear me. You ever wonder what working in radio's really like? Here's your chance to find out. Sovereign Communications is looking for part-time employees to join our team. You'll work behind the scenes with our on-air staff to create the magic of radio. We cover a ton of stuff, from live broadcasts with our DJs, to sporting events like Lake Superior State and Sioux Greyhounds Hockey. So if that sounds interesting, let us know. Call Kimmy at 906-632-2231 Monday to Friday from 10 to 2 to get started. Come join our team today. 
Are you looking to get fit or maybe just stay in shape? The All-in-One Fitness Club can help you with all your fitness wants and needs. Their great facility is fully equipped with locker rooms, saunas, and the best cardio equipment, along with the best plate-loaded and cable equipment around. The All-in-One Fitness Club also offers great deals for seniors, students, state, and federal employees, all with no yearly contract and no hidden fees. Wow! Come join today upstairs at the Big Bear Arena, where you'll achieve all your fitness goals. For more information on hours and more, go to Sutra. Are you a do-it-yourselfer homeowner or even a professional contractor and need quality electrical supplies? Maybe thinking about doing some upgrades and don't know where to start. Everything Electric has supplied the Eastern Upper Peninsula for over 40 years. Their experienced staff can help you choose the right supplies you need for your home business, farm projects, or anything in between. Call 906-632-1235 or come in and talk to the experienced guys at Everything Electric. 2893. Ashman, Sioux, Michigan. Ah, the joys of cooking. Just find a recipe, get the ingredients, preheat the oven. <laughs> okay, this is already too much. Pull up Applebee's to go instead. Choose from the whole menu, order and pay online, pick it up, and now you're home with dinner. Ah, the joys of not cooking. Applebee's to go. Now that's eating good in the neighborhood. Pick up your next meal with Applebee's Car Side to Go. Order and pay online, pick up, and head home. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Madigan Pingator, your independent auto owner's agency on West Water Street in the Sioux. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason on News Talk 1400. 7.30 on the game, News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. If you want to hear the full two-hour version of tonight's show, you can find it a little bit after we get off the air on the website, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. Butch. The Tigers are having an offensive explosion right now after still in the bottom of the first inning. Chicago White Sox two, Detroit Tigers two. Butch, they're almost to their game average in runs in the first inning, and they must have heard our show. Yeah, we talk about them like a dog, don't we? Two to two, and they're in the bottom of the first here. Right now, Detroit's still up here, so... Uh... I'll keep an eye on it. I appreciate that. And something else we're keeping our eyes on, Butch, the Stanley Cup Finals, which will begin Wednesday night in Denver as the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, they've long aspired to become the Tampa Bay Lightning as far as uh, their recent success, that being the Lightning, back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. And they'll get their chance to not only be them, but beat them in the Stanley Cup, the Tampa Bay Lightning dispensing of the New York Rangers in six games uh, looking to become the first team since the New York Islanders of the early 80s to win three straight Stanley Cups and Butch you know I've been very high on the Colorado Avalanche really for the past few years on this show and uh, they certainly rolled through the West uh, rather easily 12 and 2 in the playoffs but they're going to face a different animal in the Tampa Bay Lightning, a team that's been there and won there. So uh, your thoughts on the Stanley Cup, Colorado and Tampa Bay should be a dandy. It 
should be. <laughs> We're <laughs> hoping. I'm out fighting <laughs> from the get-go. I'll say it'll be a great series there. These are two teams that are big in size and fast on their skates. Two talented teams at that. Two teams that actually thrive on playing good old-fashioned defense. Yep. Uh, two teams that have pretty good goaltenders, although I'm going to get a wag to the Tampa Bay goaltender there, there on that particular stage when it comes down to goaltending. Uh, but we got two evenly matched teams. I think the team that kind of rugs it out, we can look at Colorado, who's had a significant amount of time to rest, relax, uh, get refreshed, and look at how um, right now Tampa Bay is playing versus Tampa Bay, don't give a doggone, go in there and start popping people like they did the New York Rangers, having a couple more days rest and relaxation there, and capitalizing on Colorado being maybe a little bit rusty. Uh, I don't know how far that's going to go, but it seemed like an exciting series. And I can't wait for it there. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, two teams that I thought would get to the Stanley Cup the last two years. I didn't pick Tampa this year, and uh, shame on me. Yeah. Of course, our good friend Dave McKegg uh, had another team that knocked out his Maple Leafs make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, I agree with you, Butch. I think these are both, uh, you know, they have big-name players. They both know how to play defense. They can rough it up where it uh, is needed. And, you know, goaltending. Both teams have good goaltending, but I, I kind of hedge my bets with you as far as Vasilevsky. I mean, this guy is just, he's hes the best and I don't think you can argue that. Anytime they've had closeout games, basically he barely gives up goals and it's a team that's been there and done that, but Colorado, they've been building and building and building. You know, it's hard to believe, Butch, that Colorado hasn't won a Stanley Cup in over 20 years. Uh, you know, this is a team that was pretty dominant when the Red Wings were dominant back in the late 90s and early 2000s and certainly, you know, both areas, uh, Colorado and Tampa, didn't have a team, you know, 25, 30 years ago, and uh, they fill the building. Those are pretty good fans, I think, in both areas. They they really support both those teams very well. In Florida and Colorado, who was the Who would have thought it? Who would have thought it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but you know what? The thing about it is, again, I mentioned these teams are big, big in size and structure. We have the average player is 6'3 on both teams there. And, again, they can skate so so doggone well. It, this is going to be something. I think one thing that Tampa Bay has, they know how to slow a pace down. Yep. And that has been significant in all those games that they had to put away. They know how to play defense. They protect their goaltender like a hard protect slop, okay? And they're not letting nothing get past players, extra pucks going around, uh, the amount of uh, detours and, and traffic that can come in front of that. Tampa Bay seems to be very, very astute at uh, clearing out and protecting their goaltender. And it's going to be very interesting how Colorado can maybe penetrate 
this particular defense that Tampa Bay has. Butch, moving on to the NFL and the Detroit Lions. Uh, OTAs are over for the Lions. I did see that defensive lineman, John Panisi. He is retiring after two seasons in the NFL at the age of 25. Uh, he's made the decision to retire from football, according to Pazzini. He's definitely going to miss his teammates and the coaching staff, but I'm glad I got to experience it. I'm happy and excited for whatever life has for me. Butch, outside of that, uh, any news to report as far as the Lions? I know things are going to get pretty quiet uh, for another month, and then it will all get rolling up again and going into the 2022 season. Any other uh, Detroit Lions updates? Well, that's the end of our show for this evening, boys. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. You hit the nail on the head there. You know, they, the Lions sent pictures today of, of uh, and thanking the media for coming out and viewing the Lions. They have never done that. Wow. That's never, that's an improvement. I'm not this year, set my foot in the dog on Allen Park because of, of the commitments and whatnot. But uh, you better bet your bottom dollar. I'll be there during the, the the practice when they get together in about thirty days from now to uh, bang them up and pretend that they have no friends on the field. <laughs> exactly. But a couple other subjects before we go to our final break. Uh, the Women's College World Series, uh, no surprise at all. Oklahoma, who had one of, if not the best season ever in uh, softball, uh, they win another national championship. And you have the College World Series of Baseball. Uh, still a couple teams to get in there. But uh, Notre Dame, Dave Watson, our good friend of the show, is very happy as they beat number one Tennessee in uh, three games to make it to their uh, to the College World Series. You also have Old Miss, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Texas A&M, and then you have a couple spots today, UConn and Stanford, Auburn and Oregon State. Uh, boy, I'll tell you what, Butch, that Oklahoma softball team, they were tough. Uh, possibly the best team ever in women's softball, but certainly the best team this year. Your thoughts on uh, the Women's College World Series and the World Series in college baseball. Yeah, a.k.a. Hawaii and the South Pacific there because they know how to begin a there in Oklahoma. They sure do. I tell you, man, golly. I, I, I watched about three of the games there, okay? And I've not seen ever the consistent amount of home runs being put in the stands by Oklahoma there. And from the pillar to post, they got girls. That, I mean, don't look no bigger than a minute. Yeah. Knocking the ball out the park here, you know, and the defense is not bad at all either. There, I mean, they 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 put it out, and they're more deserving of, of, of winning uh, this year's championship. There, um, uh, my regrets to all the other teams who tried to beat them because they they slapped them around very bad. <laughs> They did indeed. Butch, we're going to take our final break of the show. When you and I come back, we have more to discuss, including all the drama going on in golf. We'll also touch on soccer, NASCAR, and the WWE. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game. News Talk 1400. Now's the time of the year to get more for your money on a new Mahindra, the world's number one selling farm tractor. 
Enjoy 0% financing on select Mahindra tractors. That's more for less on Mahindra's best-selling models. We deliver more lift, better fuel efficiency, and more built-in weight. Paul Thompson here with Gaylor Thompson Sales. Come on in and test drive a new Mahindra today. And remember, we also carry a full line of Boss Plows, Cub Cadet, Woods Implements, Xmark Mowers, Echo Power Equipment, and Doolittle Trailers. Give us a call today at 906-478-3026. And remember, I-75, exit 373 in Rudyard for the best service in the EUP. Done being stuck in the house? Ready for some summer fun on the water? Stop by Central Savings Bank for that boat or jet ski loan. Don't want to be on the water? Come see a lender about a camper. Or maybe a home equity for that cabin in the woods or a side-by-side or ATV. Remember, you can always apply online at centralsavingsbank.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Central Savings Bank. Ask what we can do for you. Join Central Savings Bank as they host their 11th annual Road to Recovery Burger Bash, Wednesday, June 15th from 4.30 till 7, under the canopy of Central Savings Bank at 511 Bingham Street. Cost is by donation. All proceeds go to My Michigan Health Road to Recovery. This program is entirely funded by donations. Come out and support this great cause, Wednesday, June 15th. Central Savings Bank, ask what we can do for you. MNC Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MNC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs artesian water, bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MNC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MNC Water Systems today at 906-647-7307. Serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on News Talk 1400. And welcome back to the game on News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. Butch, let's move on to the world of golf. Uh, Certainly lots of drama going on in the PGA and the brand new Live Golf affiliation in interview over the weekend at the RBC Canadian Open PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Moynihan defended the punishment that he suspended 17 players for competing in the rival LIV Golf Invitational Series uh, that includes uh, probably the most outspoken of the members uh, six-time major champion Phil Mickelson who will be taking part in the US Open this week along with Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia, Westwood, Louis Ostenhusen, and others. According to Moynihan, it's been an unfortunate week that was created by some unfortunate decisions. Those decisions being players choosing to violate our tournament regulations. My job is to protect, defend, and celebrate our loyal PGA Tour members our partners and our fans. And that's exactly what I did. Now this all stems from this new Saudi Arabia based LIV uh, golf uh, invitational series that is certainly paying 
and paying very well, Butch. You mentioned some of the figures on your show. The winner yesterday, $4 million. What, you finish last place and you still make six-digit figures? I mean, Butch, I... You know, personally, I don't have any problem with this other series. If players want to go play somewhere else and make money, they have every right to do that. Is Does the PGA have the right to uh, kick those folks out of their own association? Possibly, but you're not going to get much hate for me uh, of the 17 and uh, possibly more players from the PGA going to play in this new Invitational Series because, you know, it's all about the bottom dollar, and if they want to make money, I got no problem with it. Your thoughts? The 54 golf invitation. Yes, yes, 54 it's holes. Really what is, you know, L, you know, LIV, 54. Um, oh. They do play. How many holes? 54. I did not know that. I was wondering where that came right. from. That's Very true. nice. That's why they say live, because they don't really want to tell the real reason why they're over there. A day's worth of rest here. Uh, minus 18. Um, they were through in three days. In three days, you can make $4 million for a victory. That's good money. I don't care who's writing the checks. I think the PGA should not have a problem with it. I think the PGA needs to do one thing and one thing only. Start paying their players. Yeah. A lot more money than what they've been playing. And I'm not talking about the top, okay? I'm talking about them bottom feeders there. And basically right now, they're going to look at this whole situation and say, you know what? When my family can get six figures and I'm at last place, yeah, those are good pickings when it comes down to paying your house note or whatever it may be and taking care of your family. So if they get an invitation and go in there and sign on up, I mean, so be it there. So, no, I don't have a problem. If anything, the problem is is the PGA and how much they uh, have homage for their players. You can call yourself Roy all you want, but there's always someone to knock you off your throne. And, again, three days' work versus four days' work, and you mean give that amount of money? Come on, where would you go? That's the way I look at it, Butch, and uh, I agree uh, with you. I, I didn't realize the LIV Roman numerals for 54. Very good. I learned something tonight. I think what a lot of people are upset about, not including uh, myself, mind you, is the fact that it's based by Saudi Arabia and you know uh, their human rights violation. But my argument to that is there's a lot of sports that are involved in countries that have uh, suspect human rights violations. Well. Exactly. Okay. Look no further than the NBA. NBA's tied in with China. You don't hear anything about that. And, uh, you know, so why aren't pe- more people getting involved and upset with the NBA? You don't hear a peep on that. You can't say anything about that. So if someone wants to do better for themselves and their family, especially in an individual sport, my other point, Butch, is this could be good for golf overall because, you know, much like in wrestling, which we'll talk about in a moment, when you have competing brands, uh, you know, that that's good. Competition breeds better play and better players. And I I think this is a win-win for golf and certainly a win financially for the uh, live golf folks. It's a win-win for the PGA if they decide to go to Saudi Arabia and have a tournament. Again, you everybody likes to throw stones at what they feel is right and what they think is homage and whatnot there. But again, you know, you got to look at the crap in your own backyard first before you start picking on everybody yep. else's. But my mom always used to tell me that there. So, what they're saying, again, I have no problem with uh, the 54 golf uh, invitations that they're going to have all around the country. The next one's going to be in Portland. Yep. Ah, ha, ha. 
Okay, you know, it, it come in your town, boys and girls. You know, 54 doggone hoes and a lot of money being given away. And, and you know, you, you, you can't, you can't bake on it. As a matter of fact, they moved it in two weeks because of the particular golf tournament as we know as the U.S. Open. Uh, it's going to happen this week. Yep. So, I don't know. I mean, where does that suspension lie for Phil Nicholson? He's in that particular tournament, and I'm talking about the the championship tournament this week. Matter of fact, went on TV and talked extensively. So you can't punish one and don't punish all, okay? And PGA right now needs to go in the dark room with some bold age or something and get this up together to make this right for all their golfers and whatnot, not just the chosen few. Butch in NASCAR yesterday, Daniel Suarez became the first Mexican-born driver to win a NASCAR Cup Series race on Sunday, winning at Sonoma. And we're seeing that a lot in the world of racing. You know, NASCAR is not just guys south of the Mason-Dixon line in the United States and you're seeing more and more, you know, international drivers. And to me, this is, this is a good uh, story for NASCAR and racing us, uh, you know, uh, first Mexican born driver winning. This guy has a formula one uh, experience and other uh, racing car experience as well. And he just happened this through to happen to venture in the NAS, uh, NASCAR and they're being very successful with it. So, Watch out, boys and girls. You know, the international factor and a whole heck of a lot of sports is coming to play there. And I, I like the international competition there. I like to see the best particular companies go out there and battle it out and uh, have at it and, and the best people win there. Butch and soccer, lots of uh, international competition going on with the Nations League as all teams are preparing for the World Cup and uh, the note I came across today and one I actually like, the International Football Association Board, which is uh, football or soccer's lawmaker, says artificial intelligence driven semi-automated VAR, offside technology Technology is on course to be implemented at this year's World Cup. Uh, normally, the time to make an offside decision in some cases can take minutes. This has been a major issue with VAR. They have to go to the replay. This new semi-automatic technology developed by FIFA could cut this down to three and four seconds by providing the VAR with faster and more accurate information. You're seeing that more and more in soccer with replays. It's uh, pretty easy to do, but offsides is always a tough one. Especially in in those real close situations on goal, looks like the technology could be available to have these decisions within seconds. I think that's a good move for soccer. But you first saw it in tennis, okay? Yep. And tennis has been humongously successful with this particular tool. And I can't wait for them to bring it to the National Football League, uh, Major League Baseball when it comes down to fair and foul balls and all this other stuff there. Because, again, the technology is there. It's about them paying for it and using it where the fairness of the game is at stake there. And I, I like the move. I, I'm waiting for it to come in other sports as well. Definitely. Butch, in the world of wrestling, of course, uh, the big news over the past week as far as a real injury, which we talked about last week, uh, Cody Rhodes underwent a successful surgical procedure to repair his injury on Thursday. It uh, looks like he's going to be out uh, for quite some time, possibly unable to compete for nine months. Uh, outside of that, Butch, uh, what's going on in the wonderful world of wrestling? <laughs> You said it. I didn't. Uh, the 
complete stupidity move of, of having a wrestling match with a particular individual. Then you you come out on the next dog on show and make a toebread rear end of yourself. Yeah. By beating the kid down to a ground. I don't know the the morals of the WWE and showing this kind of stupidity. Okay, when someone's injured, it's beyond me. And I think right now the WWE is reaching for straws because right now they know there's a product out there. You're talking about competition uh, that is right now is raising a whole heck of a lot of fans. Yep. When it comes down to the participation, you look at the WWE and you watch Raw tonight. Our first. Point of purchase. They're going to have somebody talking for 17 minutes before you even see a doggone match. And it's ridiculous. Versus you go to the other channel, that's the AEW, and they got matches starting right away from the bell. Okay? People want to see action. This show only has two hours, and they put out more than the actual WWE is involved in three hours. That, you know, again, do they care or do they know to kick out a lot of people? Okay, out of their regime and get this thing working. Where basically right now it's it's tolerable to watch because it's not anymore. I switch my TV and watch Smokey and the Bear or something there. (laughs) They'd rather watch these 17 minutes or 20 minutes with nothing happening, trying to boogie woogie their way through people's amazement of going and buying tickets to these wrestling matches. It seems to me, Butch, the WWE lack of creative uh, foresight as far as their product. You know, we've been talking about this for several years. You know, you put on a wrestling show for three hours on Monday night, and I would say I'd like to time how much is actual wrestling action. But like you said, AEW, you know, they have a show on Wednesday night. They have a show on Friday night. You know, you have a few shoots in the ring here and there, but there's always they're focusing on the action, and they're going back to a time where, you know, back in, in the day, where you had actual wrestling and yes, it's sports entertainment. I'm not thinking that it's real, but the AEW to me puts on a real, more realistic, uh, uh, broadcast than the WWE, which is scripted and matches and also friendship involved when basically some of the matches go. But again, at the end of the day, when they shake your hands, they're, they're being sincere about it. And that sincerity is not rolled over as we saw what we have uh, with the Cody Rose and uh, freaking Rollins incident the other night. Exactly. Butch, let's get to our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. I will start uh, two local thumbs up. Both involve high school teams that are still playing as of this week. Thumbs up to the Rudyard Bulldogs baseball team. Uh, you know, Rudyard has had uh, quite the uh, couple years as far as high school sports. Uh, their teams have made uh, state finals, the softball team last year. You also had the basketball team make the state semifinals last year. Uh, you also had the football team making the state semifinals and the baseball team under head coach Billy Mitchell. You know, that's a program that has been solid basically basically since its inception by head coach Ron Van Sloten, who coached there for many, many years, really establishing that program as one of, if not the best baseball program in the Eastern Upper Peninsula. Jimmy Smith took it over for a few years, and now Billy Mitchell, uh, the 
Bulldogs started off a little slow by their standards this year, but they got hot at the right time, winning not just a regional final, but a state quarterfinal at home on Saturday. And so the good folks of Rudyard, very happy to see the Bulldogs make their fourth ever state semifinal, which they will play Thursday down in East Lansing. And thumbs up to the Pickford Panthers softball team. Head coach Matt Hudacek, assistant coach Steve May and others, really establishing that program in a very short period of time winning their first district title a couple weeks ago and then going out west uh, to win a regional title and they'll be at home tomorrow night against Hillman here in Sault Ste. Marie. I shouldn't say home but they'll be near home in Sault Ste. Marie 5 o'clock at Losey Field. Yours truly will be there. Just look down the first baseline Butch you'll see me there and uh, I apologize in advance for any close calls that I might have missed. No VAR in high school softball Butch so that's why I still have an officiate job. Thumb, <laughs> thumbs down uh, to the idiot at Madison Square Garden who, uh, well, uh, basically beat a Rangers fan, or I should say a Lightning fan to a pulp, sending the person to the ground as they are walking through the concourse after Tampa won game five, three to one. Madison Square Garden uh, called that an abhorrent assault, and the Rangers fan is banned for life at Madison Square Garden. We're not going to say the name of that guy because he's an idiot. Thumbs down to that dude. Probably too many uh, beverages at MSG. Butch Davis, your thumbs up and thumbs down for the week, sir. Boy, oh boy, you got me on the on the draw this time here. <laughs> Let's give a thumbs up to Dave McCaig. Oh, if you listened to the show earlier this evening, boys and girls, I did. You heard this humongous speech about the football game that happened up in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. I said Ontario, boys and girls, yep. Sault Ste. Marie, and he was very. Ten good minutes with Dave. And boy, <laughs> it's worth its weight and go there. I mean, I had tissue pulling out, blowing my nose and stuff here. It was jaw-jacking experience that I will never forget. Uh, it'll take me a week to get over this here. Uh, but, again, the sincerity there with what happened and the fans and also the working person who are in these leagues and pay that uh, fee to get in there yep. in order to get some of these prizes or whatnot, which is a, not a whole heck of a lot. And to do the travel and don't get to play. Uh, and for some, again, for an area that Brian knew about this six, seven weeks in advance and the way you heard David Gates, this has been going on for a couple of years here. It was really gut-wrenching there. He's He's, he's doing a work for that. Good stuff. Investigative reporting. Uh, am I okay? Yep, uh, keep going. Keep going. I, I had some tears uh, myself. See you crying. The <laughs> uh, Detroit Tigers get my thumbs down this weekend. They need to uh, start looking internally at what's going on with that particular team. Pitching-wise, hitting-wise, coaching-wise, uh, whatever you want to take it there. There's just too much going on. In a flash where everyone has to, come on, let's make a decision on what you're going to do with this particular league. Atlanta did it. 
They did it yep. in August and went about their way and won the World Series. Can the Tigers do it? I don't know, but they need to clean up some mess quick, fast, and in a hurry. Butch, we are flat out of time. Thanks for joining us once again tonight on the game. Butch on Sports, of course, you can find Wednesday and Sunday nights at Simply Butch 2. That's T-O-O.Potomatic.com. Butch, have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you next Monday night for our next edition of the game. Thank you. All right, that's going to do it for our show. I want to thank Butch Davis along with Dave McKegg. Again, if you want to hear the full two-hour version of tonight's show, you can find it here in a few minutes on the website, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. We will talk to you next Monday night for our next edition of the game here on News Talk 1400. Thanks for listening to the game on News Talk 1400 WKNW Sault Ste. Marie. Check us out next Monday at 6 for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. You can hear the podcast of the show and other broadcasts at thegamesportshow.com.